I had to save this chapter for the last chapter because this, I believe, is probably one of all these. All these things are important. You can't you can't falter without any of them. But mm. mental toughness. Say it again for the people in the back. They ain't quite here. What you gotta have, Arnold? Mental toughness. This chapter of mental toughness is not for the weak hearted. My goodness, this is not for the weak. Are you listen? I'm talking to you. Whoever's looking at this, <laughs> I'm talking to you. If you ever in your life think you want to play this game, you better stop. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness you have to have I think I need to go back and just write a, my own uh, just a solo book of just mental toughness in the game that might be the title right there just branch that's off a good, hey, mental toughness in the game I like that bro that might be the next book right there. Mental toughness in the game. We'll be going over that chat, going over that book the next time. But yeah. overseas basketball, let me not just say, let me just say this. It is a wonderful, amazing experience. Thanks. You hear yes. me? If the whole reason we wrote I wrote this book and we get on these podcasts and we talk about this is because we want everybody to experience the life of overseas basketball it is such a great life like the ups the 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 cons compared to the pros is 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 immaculate it's just too much but but there is a mindset that must be had to enjoy that life, to have this life, because it will chew you up and spit you out. It will chew you. You already gave you the stat. Over 70% don't make it past their first year. Okay? There's so like many said, things. I, I, thought, I thought the percentage was going to be higher. I might have to go back and do some more research. But even if that's the baseline, 70%, 70% and a lot of that is because they're not mentally prepared. I have I know guys that have been like great opportunities, man. I I I can't do it, man. The coach, the food, the language, uh the country. You know what a culture shock? You do you know the definition of a culture shock? I don't think we understand that. I'm going to give you my the first time I went to Saudi Arabia. The first oh. <laughs> I've been out there too. Goodness great. They do things a little different. That's a little. Saying. A little. If your mind is not prepared to handle the way, get out of your box. Get out of your box of whatever you're thinking that, whatever you expect this life to be, forget about it. That's why you got to go get a mentor so he can try to just... Throw you a few tidbits and just so you can be prepared and they can tell you, hey, when you get to this situation, this is what you do. Because what you go through when you go through a season, trying to tell, the first time I tried to go vegetarian overseas, I couldn't even explain to you the difficulties <laughs> I had to go through. That was a mental test. That's a mental test. That's not not being able to eat. Not being... My first year, 
It's just so many stories. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 bro, I've been over so, overseas so long and been in so many countries where they don't speak English, and I can only imagine, bro. Man. I imagine, I imagine you got some hilarious stories today, bro. I just remember, like now, granted, I can speak Spanish, but my first year, I couldn't speak Spanish, didn't have Wi-Fi, didn't know where I was at, plane got delayed. Didn't know where to go. First thing you're going to think about, I want to go home. I want, I miss, just that fast, not even one game in. Think about this. My first year, first year, actually, I made it, I, I signed to Mexico. Was there two weeks, got cut. Thanks to my networking sales connections with my, my brother, Rashad, got me on with an agent that got me on in Colombia. First year out there in Colombia. Owen ran out on us. We didn't have no food to eat. We stayed in a one bedroom with eight bunk beds. Eight bunk beds. No Wi-Fi. The owners didn't pay us. He paid us the first month and then skipped out. We was there for three months. Skipped out on us. And the bodyguard of the owner said he's going to come back and shoot up the whole place because he didn't pay us. <laughs> Bro, all I can hear in my head was that seventy percent of hoopers oh. that you said was saying, "Oh no, I'm out of here." That was the I'm first here, year. Bro. I'm out of here. Like I, I could just hear the, that seventy percent though. That seventy percent mm -hmm. saying, "Like I'm done." Looking around, like like you said, mental toughness. They, hey, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Listen, that all that Listen happened in the first, all that happened in my first year of playing. Think about it. Like skip, like Shannon said, let that sink in for a second. My first year ever playing professional, I got cut after two weeks. I went to Columbia. All that happened. Owner ran out on us. Uh, got didn't get paid. Wasn't eating. Had to go to the American Embassy to try to get a ticket just to go home because I was stranded. Got signed to go to Saudi Arabia right after that. Got cut after five days. This is all within a six-month, five-month period. That seventy percent might be eighty-five. Cause I don't know that I the mindset. I was gonna say I was gonna say eighty-five. I was gonna say. 85. Gotta be like eighty-five. Has it's to be. be I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like you said. Overseas basketball is an amazing experience, and I love it. I truly love it. It's, it's helped me see so many parts Man. of the world that I never thought I would ever see. It's one point growing up in Riverdale where I was like, bro, I can't ever see myself set foot in another country. I thought about, randomly thought about London, you know, from time to time, like, especially getting towards my senior year because I'm like, okay, I'm about to be a man now. I'm about to. I might have to go overseas to play basketball. And, like, the only place I can really think of was England at the time just because we're America. We don't really think about other countries. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> You're so, thinking of Saudi Arabia. No. Saudi Arabia, <laughs> boy. Never. Never at that time, boy. But like you said, bro, you, you it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's a beautiful blessing to be an overseas basketball player. But, man, I didn't walk into some situations like, oh, bro. So, this ain't what I I signed up no. for. This ain't what I thought it would be. But, you know, it's like, how bad do you want it? Man. You know what I mean? 
because this is the thing with me, you know, being an overseas basketball player. You only really clock it in for two and a half hours, maybe four hours if you're working out. Then you got the rest of the day to do whatever you want, and you're getting paid for it. So if you tell that to a man who hate his job and hate punching in the clock and doing something he really don't want to do, he'll probably trade places with an overseas basketball player any day of the week. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know. That mental toughness is going to help you oversee that negative situation. Right. You know what I mean? Because you could have easily said, hey, deuce, bruh, I went here. They put me in a horrible position. And then after horrible. that. Horrible. Horrible. I got cut after five days. Like you said, that 70, 85%, they done. No, they you're done. done. They seen it. They seen it. But because you mentally tough, you said, all right. That was a horrible experience, but it is what it is. It's not going to stop me from seeing what the next experience might bring. How bad you and want it? After that, look at you. You won seven championships. You a legend out in certain countries. They love you out there. Mm-hmm. It's because you didn't give up. It's because you finally found a good situation. And that's how it is. It, that's how it can be overseas. Yeah, bad situations. There's nightmare situations. But not every situation overseas will be like that. There'll be some situation where you walk there and like, wow, this is great. You gave me a little mini mansion. Mm-hmm. I get, I get three meals a day. I ain't got to spend no money on food. They give me money for gas. You know what I mean to get around the city. Like, and they paying me on time. Like, <laughs> well, when you gonna get done paying on time, boy? We don't even want to stop. They late right now. They late right now. I had to hit them up. Like, hey, man. Uh, my day was the 12th. It's the 17th. What's good? Oh, yeah. The, today, today, you said today, and it's about 7 o'clock, and I ain't heard nothing. Uh, let me tell you something. The number one word that every basketball player, if you ever play basketball overseas, I'm going to tell you the number one word you will hear more than anything in your entire life. What, what, what word is that, Rashad? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and if you were Spanish, mañana, 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 tomorrow. <laughs> if, you, if you was in, uh, I know it don't, it don't translate to tomorrow, but if you were in Saudi Arabia, inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> you have three different have languages money, for you. You have your money. You have your money. <laughs> three different languages. Inshallah, right. mañana, tomorrow. Okay. That's going to tell you right there. They're going to tell you tomorrow's a death. I see somebody post a little clip. What up, Troy? That's my boy, Troy. PJK, I know what you're talking about, my boy. Hey, we're going to get you on the live podcast. My boy, Troy Simons. Pittsburgh's finest, man. But, yeah, he know about he know about that mental toughness. Man, mental toughness, man. We can go on for hours about that. But it's just the one way I would say – for you to construct and build your mental toughness is you got to have people with you who going through. It's kind of like those help groups, like when people be, I, I can't remember the exact name for them, when they have like alcohol anonymous. anonymous. Yeah. You got to have that. Help, help, help groups. Yeah, it's literally yeah. the same thing you got to have. Like you got to have like. Group chats of people that you're close to that are going through the same thing because you will fold and you will buckle and under all 
how how many have how many times have we talked to each other on our on our journey as professional basketball player? I hit you almost I, I hit you up almost every day every day because I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm hoping this basketball is up. I have to talk to you. Got you to. are my helper. <laughs> I'm telling you, you cannot do it alone. You cannot. You cannot go through this alone, bro. You cannot go through it alone. And I, I just got to bring up this one situation because you got to think about it. You've been through it. I've been through it. Like, we've lost family members. You lost your mom. I lost my dad. Bob. I just wanted to just, just break this down real quick. I was going through a situation where I wasn't seeing my daughter because I was going through court situations, not seeing my daughter. And you was you a parent? Imagine you can't see your son four five months. On top of that, you get a phone call one day say, "Hey, we can't find your dad. Not we ain't heard from him. We can't find him." The next day, hey, your dad is gone. Mm. Think about that. That was that. You talking about? Just can shake, and that I ain't gonna. That shook my whole existence of my life. Yeah. But that's the mental toughness that you gotta go through. Like it's so much, and then I left. I had to leave, go bury my father, cause I had a commitment to the team. And I know my father wouldn't want me to not go back and play. I know. Came back one week later, had a championship game. Two, three days before the championship game, I was in the hospital because I was under so much stress. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was about to die, Rashad. I'm like, and my father just died. My heart was so broken from stress. Felt like I was about to die. Yeah, bro. That's, nah. that's how nah, I, I, strong it is, bro. That's how, that's the way good friends good people that you could talk to that can just get you through it and just helping your mind and staying strong and being able to just deal with that. It's a, it's a lot. It's, but in the memory of my dad, came back and won that championship, though. <laughs> came back and won. Came back and won that chip, though. Ah! <laughs> you feel me? And, like, like we talked about, so many cliches, bro. It's 80% mental, 20% physical you feel me mm -hmm. or just trying to actually do it in the physical but like bro that's why we brothers because we go through so many similar life experiences the parallels know? of life is crazy because i lost my mom unexpectedly as well i was like i had been released in 2017 around right before thanksgiving and it's really a beautiful blessing that now that i look back on it but like um, when I went home, and that's one of the tough things about playing professional basketball overseas as well, is you're missing time with your family. And for me, I have a very small, intimate family, and it was really me and my mom growing up. You know, I don't really have a lot of cousins. I don't have any. I have I have brothers and sisters, but we're not really the closest like that. I love them. We get along, but we're not really we don't talk to each other on a daily basis or really check in on each other like that. It ain't like that. So really, my support system is really just my mom. That's it. And my grandmother, but she passed away as well. But, yeah, so 2017, I got, um, got sent home from France, kind of down in the dumps. But <clears throat> I had played basketball for a whole year straight. 
So I was kind of happy to have a break. You know what I mean? I wasn't in a rush as soon as I got back home to find another team. Long story short, I stayed till about February um, back home in Atlanta, and then I got a, a deal to go play basketball in Australia in March. So, you know, in that time, it had a beautiful time really connecting with my mom, just laughing because I missed it so much because, I, you, like I said, you miss time with it. You know what I mean? I spent nine months of the year overseas in a different country. And don't get me wrong, we calling each other, we FaceTiming. She, she following every single game. She know all my stats, but she ain't got that physical touch. Mm -hmm. I can't hug my mom. I can't kiss my mom. I can't just laugh and joke and be silly with her. You know what I mean? So, like, when I went home, I kind of noticed, because it was probably about my, like, six or seven year overseas, and I noticed that, and I'm like, kind of got to me. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I'm chasing my dream. I'm living my dream, but I'm missing time with my mom, and she getting older, and her health is decreasing. And, you know, that year when I got home, sent home for France, it really hurt because I could see her health was just declining, 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 declining. You know what I mean? And it got to a point where right before I left, she had to um, – well, right after I left, she had to go check into a hospital, and they found out, found out like she had some internal bleeding and just a lot of complications going on, and you know they try to operate, but unfortunately she lost her life. You know what I mean? And that was one of the still is the toughest. Always, day of my life. still, and always. the most devastating news I will ever receive in my life that my mom passed away, and I was overseas mm -hmm. when she passed away. I was in Australia. I couldn't hold her hand. I couldn't just give her that, like, last kick on, kiss on cheek while she is alive. You know what I mean? Right. And that pained me so much, bro. But long story short, I got to go home, and I put it to rest. And like you said, I said to myself, "Do because I, I really only, like, two weeks in when I just got to Australia, and I was like – I'm still kind of physically recovering, and with my, the death of my mom, I'm like your mind is gone. My mind is gone. <laughs> it's not there. Right. But you know what? In honor of her, even though my mind was deteriorated, bro, it was gone, bro. I couldn't think right, bro. I went out there and went back to Australia and played the season anyway. You know what I mean? Because I was say, just like the story I told of me not making a team. And my mom was like, "You going to that practice?" Mm, you know it. I'm going. I'm going back to Australia, just to say nothing could stop me and my mom. You know what I mean? Everything we went through, it's because she wanted to see me rise above any obstacle thrown at me, even her death. You know what I mean? Man. So instead of using that as a pity, uh, the world is against me, a victimizing moment, I use it as a a motivating, uplifting moment to rise above without feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling like crap. Yeah, I'm feeling like I want to cry every 20 seconds. But you know what? I'm going to turn that into a positive and let that motivate me to reach greater heights I never achieved before. So in reality, really, her death has been a beautiful blessing for me. Right, you know what I mean? right. It's helped me stay focused and stay on track to being the, the person I want to become in life. And it's, it's, it's just made me hungrier on being successful. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I, I feel like that, too. And it's always that defining moment. And it, it's so amazing. Like, that's how you know we've been brothers since day one. The parallels in our life of 
my father, your mom, we was overseas and how we just made that shift in our lives and say, you know what? One, we're going to go back because we know our parents more. We're the oldest. We know them more or better than anybody else. And they know we know exactly what they would want from us. And that was to go back and continue and continue to be great and continue to push and strive. And it's now we got something even more like I, I play more than just stats and just for say I play overseas. Like this means more than me. Did you know what I went through to get here? Do you know what I go through to keep going? You know, people tell me to stop. You remember, I remember my mom, my first time when all that happened that year, she knows she told me, you maybe you should go be a waitress. <laughs> you feel me? And my mom loved me to death. You feel me? <laughs> maybe you should go be a waitress. But that just shows you like, I can't quit and stop this because do you know what, how strong it has been in my life and how strong my mind has came and made me into the person and the man that I am today. Do you know how proud I am of you, of me, of the person I become? How many people just could look at themselves and say, I'm proud of the person that I am and constantly becoming because of all of the turmoil and hurt that I went through that built me up into the person that I am today. And I, as bad and as horrible as a lot of those stuff was, you would never change it. Because it changed me. Those changes changed me. It changed you. It changed us. And having your mind strong enough to be able to handle that. To be able to just say, no matter what, <coughs> that's not an easy feat. That is not an easy feat. And that's why we're 13 years strong, going on 14, because you've got that person next to you that you need to get to. Nobody can do this alone. Even God has three of him. You feel me? Nobody can do this alone. You need you that person that's going to be with you, that's going to rock with you, that's going to push you through, <clears throat> that you can feed off of and just help you get through everything that's just going to happen in this life, man. It's a beautiful blessing. That's what I would say. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful struggle. A beautiful struggle. But it's yeah. God is worth it. I say for like all the professional, I mean, uh, upcoming young generation that that do turn out to have overseas professional basketball careers, like um, just know, like when you look back on it, like one of my favorite quotes, they were saying, uh, "One day in retrospect, the the days of struggle will strike you as the most beautiful." Mm. So all those times where you got up. Five in the morning, ran two miles. You're going to think back and I'm saying that was the best time of my life. <laughs> All those times where you was dog tired, your legs hurt, your knees hurt, your feet hurt, but you still in the gym shooting on the gun, trying to get to a thousand makes on the on the shooting gun. And you're going to think that you're going to think back when you're 78, be like, man, that was the time of my man. life. Man. Chase that goal. Not being where I want to be, that made me feel alive. That feel me. That made me feel human. You know what I mean? And that's what you gotta understand. Like that's why you gotta be mentally tough because struggles, problems, they temporary. They come and go. You know what I mean? You just gotta be strong enough to, you know, 
life is like a roller coaster, you know what I mean? You just got to be strong enough to just weather the storm, the ups and downs. You got to just be staying even keel and, you know what I mean, let your mental help you stay above the BS, the problems, all the stuff that's trying to stop you from being great, you know what I mean? So the, the struggle is, is the best thing that's happening to you. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to the show. Please subscribe on our YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to your podcast. I greatly appreciate it.